Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong, and it is Friday night, and we have a very special guest, a man inside the NBA bubble, a man that is a true proven shooter, and a man that has been on almost every podcast we can think of in the basketball world, but we're very happy to have him here because we're going to ask him some non-basketball questions. Maybe we can get there, but Duncan Robinson. Duncan, thank you for joining Pushing Through, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for, for letting me be a part of it. You know, I've been on some other ones this week, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, going knowing our relationship, how it goes back. This one's uh, near and dear, so I'm I'm happy to be here. I appreciate well, you, it. Well, I got I got to jump right into it. I got to jump right into. It. I'm going <laughs> to ask you a shooter's question here. Do you fix the seams, or you just shoot it when you catch it? Uh, I I always try to to fix the seams. Um, <laughs> I I kind of had to break that habit when I got to Miami because uh, <laughs> you know I, I quickly realized that getting off shots in the NBA is, is very different. Um, and I I had to shoot like some some rushed and quick ones just because you know open threes don't come around. Um, so I, I've I've learned to just kind of let it fly. Mm. And we have to we have to say this, Duncan. I think you've set the record for threes and a quarter. Uh, for the Miami Heat, threes and a half for the Miami Heat, tied the records for threes in a game for the Miami Heat. And then I think you have the record for threes in a season for the Miami Heat. So you are a three-point shooter, and the Miami Heat have enjoyed having you there. I mean, did you expect this to ever be the case where I could say all those things and it'd be the answer would be Duncan Robinson? Certainly didn't expect it. Um, you know, throughout my career, I've, I've definitely learned not to expect anything. Uh, whether that be a, a role or shots or playing time uh, or anything in between. So um, I just try to prepare myself for the opportunities. And, you know, I give a ton of credit to, to the coaching staff, front office, teammates, um, they, you know, instill a lot of belief in me. And I just try to go out and do my job. You know, Doug, there's so many things we want to get to, but I always ask this with especially young players. Tell me about your confidence. You play the game with a lot of confidence and you can see I'm sure, especially early in your career, it it, it, it it matters to have confidence, to play with confidence, to be able to shoot with confidence and play. Where did that confidence for you come and, and how has it evolved, you know, at this stage of your career? Yeah, man, I mean, confidence is is everything. Um, and that, that's been a process throughout my entire journey. You know, a big part of my career has always been about really convincing myself that I belong um, and, and growing that kind of deep inner belief. You know, when I first got to Miami, um, you know, I remember my first training camp and, and Coach Spo told me over and, and basically said, called me over and said, I want you to shoot everything. Um, and, and here I was, an undrafted guy, um, obviously never played a, a minute in the NBA. Um, and he's telling me to do that. And, and honestly, it was uncomfortable for me at first because I felt like I was stepping on toes, felt like I was kind of, trying to play outside myself. So I would pass up shots and and that's when he would crush me the most is when I didn't shoot. So I, I give him a ton of credit. Um, and, and to that point, like the team bought in as well. They, they knew that um, my job, if I was out there was to shoot. And uh, it's just been hardwired ever since I've been in Miami that um, I need to be aggressive because the moment I, I kind of lose that edge of always hunting shots and always being aggressive, then um, I'm not doing my job out there. I'm not creating opportunities for other guys and, um, you know, demanding the attention that I need to on the floor. And it feels like a decade ago, but last summer at Summer League, you know, we were out there in Vegas and we hung out a little bit and you were, like you said, attacking and, and going and getting baskets and looked like you were going to be Summer League MVP. And, uh, you know, as we were talking to you, we were kind of making the joke about how if you're in Miami, you don't want to go to Sioux Falls, right? That's the ultimate, like you, you want to stay in Miami because that's <laughs> a nice life. You don't want to go to Sioux Falls. But from there, it seemed like the confidence blossomed out of Summer League. I mean, how much was that experience 
helped you this year uh, as you kind of grew into a starter and, and a main role player for the team? Yeah, so so for me, it's it's always been about, you know, I really derive my confidence from, from two areas. Um, first is knowing that I'm prepared for the opportunity. And, and that comes from repetitions, um, you know, being in the gym, knowing that I've, I've put in the time necessary. And then two, it's actually seeing that work come to fruition, experiencing mm-hmm. success, seeing the ball go through the basket. Because you can make as many shots as you want in an empty gym, but um, <laughs> on an NBA floor with NBA players, it's, it's just different. Um, you want to see the ball go through. You want to feel like you're having or experiencing success. Uh, and, th- and then it just compounds. It continues to grow. Uh, so, you know, you know, last year when we were in summer league, I pretty much spent most of the year in the G League the year before. And I'll tell you what, I was incredibly confident on a G League floor. I'd let it fly, <laughs> um, you know, everything, all that. And then the opportunities I did get with the Heat, it just felt so different. And, you know, people say all the time, oh, you know, just go out there, be aggressive. But it, it just doesn't really work like that. You, you have to get comfortable. You have to experience success. Um, so it, it was a process for sure. Um, you know, now I, I can sound cool and say like, oh, yeah, the hoop's still 10 feet. It doesn't matter where I am. But the reality is like you need to go through that, that growing pain, that, that experience of um, failing or, or not um, performing to the level that you'd like to actually have that sex success come to fruition and then um, grow it from there. Mm. You know, you guys have obviously playing terrific basketball here, especially in these first two rounds. At what point during the season or even in this bubble did you guys feel the confidence as a group? You know, you'll have you play well at particular times. Maybe, you know, a couple guys will play well. But you guys seem to be playing well right now as a group. What has been the big change or what has been the big thing for you guys that have you guys playing, it seems to, or appears to be on all cylinders? I think it's a combination of things. Um, you know, throughout the year, when we were at our best and, and we were really our best version, we, we were really tough to beat. Um, we had some inconsistencies. We had some stretches uh, where we didn't play well. We had a lot of games that we went up big and ended up losing. Um, and I think probably people would point to that we're a young team, an experienced team. We all have a lot of guys that have kind of been through the – the day in day out grind of an NBA season. Um, but I think we could all tell that there was something special there uh, in some capacity and whether or not we would be able to tap into it at the right time uh, remained to be seen. But I think a big difference for us was over quarantine, everybody was in Miami. Um, mm-hmm. We only had individual workouts, but everyone was there working out every single day. Uh, you know, I talked to a lot of my, my friends or, or counterparts across the league and I know different guys left market and, you know, maybe we went to LA or back home or, or what have you. Um, but we pretty much had everybody in Miami all the way through. So we had this collective mindset that when we get to Orlando in the bubble, it's, it's go time. We're going to hit the ground running. Um, we feel like we're going to be in the best shape. We feel like we're going to be the most prepared. And I, just that kind of mentality is something that obviously the organization prides themselves on, but also particularly this group, I feel like we have that chip. Um, and we understand that every night, you know, we might not make shots. We have guys that are more than capable, but um, we're going to bring that same intensity night in, night out. And whether or not we win or lose is one thing, but it's you'll certainly remember playing us, that's for sure. 
And, you know, I think the question that you probably get or have gotten throughout this playoff run or since you've been in Miami is about heat culture. So I won't uh, bore you with that question, but I want to ask about some of those players. Uh, Thank you, Tate. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll save all of us from that. But I want to ask you about some of those players that help create that culture. I know Jimmy is one that people want to talk about, but uh, specifically Goran Dragic and BJ is a point guard and and understands the importance of a, a guy out there on the floor kind of running the show. And I feel like Dragic has had such a great rapport with everyone on the floor with that group. Whenever he's biked up, you kind of see a little bit of, but can you speak uh, to what he's been able to bring to that group, just leading on the floor? Yeah. First and foremost, um, Goran is just the best dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Just such a, a genuine person off the floor. And then you get him on the floor and he just has this like competitive fire to him. Um, and, and I think a lot of guys on, on this group in particular kind of fall into that mold, but um G ever since I've been in Miami has has been nothing but great towards me and really looked out to to everybody um and also I mean he he's he's a champion I mean he's won a European championship um that's a really high level of basketball and he knows what it takes to to compete at the highest level um and win in the playoffs so he's he just never ceases to amaze me his ability to put the ball in the basket he's always under control um he kind of does it in unorthodox maybe funky ways that aren't maybe super appealing to the viewer, but uh, he just gets it done. And mm. everyone's seeing it right now. I mean, he's, he's playing as, as well as he has all year uh, when yep. it matters most. Yeah. You know, coach Spo, he, he's playing you young guys <laughs> in key situations, which is, I mean, it's fabulous. What has been the difference that you've seen from coach Spo in the regular season to coach Spo in the playoffs? Because, the attention to detail that you guys played in the last series was incredible. I mean, what you guys did individually with your matchups and with the team. But what have you seen with him having the confidence to play all of you young guys? Because you're right, you got a great mixture of young players and veteran players. But what, what's been with Coach that he had – what is the difference that you've seen with him from the regular season to now? I mean, he, he always brings a, an edge and intensity um, to regular season games, uh, preseason games, practice, everything. It's always there. Uh, I would just say playoffs. I mean, I don't have a great answer answer for you other than it's just it's just ramped up even more. Um, I, I think one thing that, that he does a really good job of is he knows how to, like, tap into the psyche of this team. He knows um, what will piss people off, what will get us going, uh, what buttons to push, so to speak, in terms of, uh, to get the most out of out of each individual guy. Um, and then on top of that, I, I think, you know, a, a playoff series can be, when you look at it from the 10,000-foot view, it can be overwhelming. Um, and I think he does a really good job of, of breaking it down um, into, like, kind of short-sighted goals. Or, you know, if, if we're going from one game to another, that we're just going to focus on these one to two adjustments, that, that this is what we're going to lock in on and that this is what we're really going to focus on doing. Um, instead of just always throwing the the big picture. Um, I think he keeps it in perspective big picture wise, but he also gives us very specific details to kind of hone in on. Um, And for a younger guy, like that really makes it easier to grasp because you're not looking at a million different things coming at you, but instead you're able to do, okay, I got to do my job and I got to excel in these two areas. Um, And it just kind of makes it easier to wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. 
And, and I want to ask Duncan about, you know, just the team. I, I saw Jay Crowder had some quotes talking about the, the Heat guys off the court. They, you guys have sort of bought into the idea of the bubble is how he framed it. And I kind of wanted just to, to dive into that a little bit because you guys are basically at this camp experience. When you leave the basketball games, you go back to a hotel room. We see you're in a hotel room right now. So you have to lean into that side of things as well. You know, it's not just the basketball that's being played. It's the lifestyle itself. So what has that been like and what does it mean to buy into the bubble lifestyle? I mean, I, I, I totally get why people have complained about it, especially <laughs> guys that are, that are away from their families. So yeah. I, I want to lead with that and that, you know, if you're away from your family, um, you know, your wife, your kids, I totally understand how that poses a totally different challenge. And I could never understand at this stage of my life. Now for me, like living in the bubble, you could argue has legitimately enhanced my life. Like I was over, <laughs> yeah. over quarantine, over quarantine. I was sitting in, a, in an apartment in Miami by myself, basically every single day, like trying to work out on my balcony. Uh, all the gyms were shut down. Like, so being here, being able to play basketball every single day, you know, lift, be around all my teammates, like it, it's been great for me and play every other day. Like it, it just, it's been awesome. And, and I think we have a lot of guys that are in that category. And then I think we also have a group of guys who are older, but also like understand the task at hand. And it's like, all right, we're here for a very specific purpose. Um, obviously I have that, that same like vision as well, but I don't have like, all right, I got to block out the fact that I'm missing my family. I got to block out, you know, this or that, that I can't be in my beautiful house uh, in Miami beach or something like that. So it's, <laughs> it's different for me. Um, but I think just collectively, we're just like very much on the same page of like, all right, we're here for a reason. Let's lock in and, and get it done. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. It sure was nice seeing the teams back out on the gridiron over the weekend. Lucky for us. Well, BJ's probably not that happy, but lucky for me, uh, that was just week one. There was no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week two, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users, that's right, that could be you, the chance to turn one $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place $1 bet on any team and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. Yes, $100. How could you pass that up? If you're new to DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the app now to scout their latest offers. Bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, a sportsbook that goes wherever you go. DraftKings is, of course, safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code LASTDANCE when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during Week 2, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code LASTDANCE during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Back to Duncan Robinson. You know, when you watch the game, one of the things that stands out is, and I want to ask you as a player, do you even realize who's the home team and who's the away team? Or do you just like, we're balling at, at 3.30? And because, you know, during the regular season, you know, you, you kind of yeah. prepare a little different on the road. You play a little different at home. But in the bubble, it just seems like game is at 3.30. <laughs> let's go who? Yeah, I mean, that, that was one of the kind of storylines coming into the bubble for us is, like, we were great all year at home. 
Uh, we have one of the best home records in the NBA, and we we really struggled on the road to like figure out a consistent game and, and bring it on the road night in and night out. Um, so I think a lot of people speculated, you know, I don't know how they'll do without a home crowd. Um, I will say like, it's funny that the playoff games, cause they, they like try to pump noise in or like play music right. or something like that. <laughs> but really the only time you notice is like in layup lines or like in uh, player introductions, <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll do like a big intro for the home team um and then like just calmly announce the away team but like other than that the game there's really no difference at all um <laughs> and obviously the the atmosphere is just way different um i've never really played in, a, in an nba playoff game but uh or, or a normal one this isn't nba um, playoff game these are <laughs> NBA playoff. true i mean they are but i mean like the atmosphere, i'm just messing like the with atmosphere. you <laughs> i mean the atmosphere so uh you know it basically just kind of feels like i'm I'm back in the G League, but the the quality of play is obviously <laughs> ramped up, um, and you know there's obviously a lot more at the line. Yeah, the line. For, for sure. Did you uh, have you played a game yet with family members there? Have you had real people watching uh, your games yet, or is that something you guys haven't had yet? No, we we've had that. Uh, okay. We have the family section. That's the other uh, difference between home and away. If if uh, we're home, our family section is like right front and center, and if we're away, then they're kind of like tucked off in the corner. So I guess it makes a difference to them. <laughs> well, I guess one of the positive you don't have to deal with tickets. You don't have to deal yeah. with any of that stuff. You know, it's just like know. you love it. It just makes your life real simple. Yeah, you exactly. Just play, you just show up and play basketball. It's really good. Uh, Duncan, I have to ask about um, – I know BJ – I mean, there's a lot of eras in basketball that you could say this is the three-point era. I mean, a lot of people will point to Billy Donovan and Providence and Rick Pitino and that team. But you and I are around the same age. You're 26. I'm 27. What was the team or the player that you saw and you're like, oh, that's the three-point shooter that I want to be like? And please tell me it wasn't J.J. Redick. <laughs> uh, honestly, J.J.'s up there. Okay. Um, J.J.'s up there. Corver's up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't not mention Steph. Um, I was a little bit older when he really started to, you know, take over the league. Um, and just his his playing style really – start to take over like youth basketball as well. And then everyone just started jacking threes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would probably say a combination of, of those guys. Okay. That's a good list. That's a good list. You know, yeah. I, I couldn't shoot nowhere near where, how you, shoot. <laughs> I know. I mean, nowhere near. Right. But just tell me this as a guy who can shoot just a little bit. Tell me about the range. I mean, you guys are like shooting with such range. Do you practice that? <laughs> like, I just want to know what it feels like. You just like, you're open like five feet behind a three and you just pull it. Like, what does that feel like? And the coach is like, good shot. I want to just know what that feels like. Can you give me that? I want to give me confidence right now, right? I, I, I just, right. If I came down and shot a shot like that in my era, like I probably wouldn't have played for a month, right? right you come right. down and shoot it and he's like, hey, shoot it more. Yeah. I want to know what that that's, feels like. That's really what it's like though too. Like I, I still have a, a hard time at, at times like, I'll be watching film of a game um, and I'll see a shot that I take and my shot selections change like from the start of the year to, to now too, as well. Like and now I take shots that I didn't, wouldn't even, even dreamed of taking like games <laughs> one through 10. Like I, yeah, I, I, I just that. see that's how I feel. I wouldn't even dream of, I watch you shoot and I go, <laughs> right. God, that's a, like, who, who taught him to take that shot? Like, I just want to get that. Con- I missed that part of the coaching, mm. you know, uh, I yeah. get that type of confidence. <laughs> a lot of it, so it, it's it's by design a little bit um, in Miami. I know a lot of organizations do this now too, in that if you can be 
two, three, four, five feet back, that's two, three, four, five feet more of spacing as well for a ball handler. <laughs> and that's that much longer of a closeout as well. So it's like, it's basically become like, you know, we have a lot of times, like when we're just in our, our basic spacing and like Jimmy's in a, a, a wing pick and roll, like I'll be way past the hash, like way past, like the coach's box, ha uh, box hash, just because it's like, if you're a defender that that puts you in a, a serious predicament of like, all right, am I supposed to be at the nail here and like, stop, stop Jimmy from getting downhill or like, I got to go whatever it is, 15, 16 feet to get to this closeout. Um, so it's just all about like, it's, it really is by design. And, and as a result, like you practice it, like, so pretty much, you know, during quarantine and uh, you know, last summer and, and really since I've, I've been a professional, like it's been about really extending my range and I'm sure this off season will be the same thing. How can I shoot it even further? Um, and then eventually, I, mean, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know where it'll yeah. land. Hey, hey, hey. Well, when you get to when you guys get to half court, where well, you guys really are at half court right about now, when you watch yeah. Dame, you watch stuff, exactly. Watch you. I mean, you guys are like right there. I mean, what's next? Like, what's next? Where are you guys going well, after this? First and foremost, don't don't put me into that category. I, I don't have that type of range yet. Dame and, and Steph and some of these other guys um, are pulling from the logo off the dribble real casual that, that's that's not me oh you still um, think about it is that what you're saying you still think about it you're not casual yet is that what you're saying yeah it, it's more so like i might i might pull one like catch and shoot from from like close to that but but not like heels on the logo like nah, nah that's that's not me I, mm. i'm not not yet maybe eventually but not yet <laughs> I gotta ask uh, Duncan just like from a perspective like being back in your room and like games are still going on are you watching basketball are you trying to tune out basketball at that point are you trying to like you know regather yourself like what is that process like for you no that, that's been one of my favorite um, parts about it is that just because of the scheduling of everything there's a game or multiple games on every single night um, now we're kind of into the territory where it might just be one game like last night it was just one but mm -hmm. um, before that it was every single night there were at least two and mm -hmm. to start early on, there were like three or four in a day. Um, and it was just like, if you weren't playing, you were watching. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I, I just, I love, I love watching and, and trying to learn and, and just being like a fan as well. Like watching some of these guys, I mean, you said it like to watch the run that, that Portland went on to, to get in the playoffs. Uh, it was just fun to watch. I mean, those guys were competing at such a high level and, and obviously Dame was, um, you know, just in, in Dame mode. So I, I've, I've been a huge fan uh, of just being able just to set up because it's it's fun to be able to just you know consume all sorts of different types of basketball. Mm. What's it like playing against guys and then you're walking around the hotel, you're walking around the grounds, and then you see each other? Like, what's what, what is that like? I mean, that's got to be a little that has to be a little different, right? Yeah, that we haven't really had like I, I guess the Buck series. Um, there was a little bit of that. Um, that you know you you play somebody or like we had a very controversial controversial end of game two and then all of a sudden like you're in the elevator with a couple guys and it's like <laughs> no one's talking to anybody no one's saying anything um yeah i have a couple friends on that team and like i gotta act like i don't know them in the hotel like i'm just kind of walking by might give them like a little head nod um but yeah it's 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 different we, we were joking about the other night the way uh game six uh toronto boston ended like <laughs> their their meal rooms are like right next to each other <laughs> so, like you know they're they're about to square up on the court it's like 
geez, you might as well just wait 45 minutes. You're about to see each other get to dinner in a little bit. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. So, uh, it, it's a funny dynamic. It, it definitely, like, adds to the whole kind of AAU vibe of it all um, and that everybody's just kind of in these quarters together. And we also have to ask, like, everyone, you know, in the NBA where everyone's big on Twitter, right, people are tweeting during games. You're not one of those guys that's doing that. But there's also that aspect of it where guys are watching other guys. Like, Chris Paul is at home now, so he's watching the games. He's tweeting about the games. Has there been any of that where you've, like, gone back and seen, like, oh, Dwayne Wade is complimenting, you know, how I played in this game. That's pretty cool. Is there Are you keeping up with any of that sort of stuff, or are you trying to stay off social media? I'm actually I'm I'm off Twitter. Uh, oh, I got smart. Off Twitter That's a, very a smart. A little while ago, I, I quickly realized you know whether it's positive or negative, uh, either way, it's pretty much toxic. Uh, <laughs> Twitter in, in general, at least at least while I'm while I'm playing, even if someone's yeah. telling you you're great, more often than not, they're telling you you suck. But um, I I just decided like just to clear my head. Uh, I was I've been off for like two years now, um, and honestly, it's a, a great decision. I understand that where you guys are at in life is very different. Uh, and it's probably very right. entertaining to be on there, but uh, I'm I'm good with it for now. Yeah, you know the the, the, the virtual fan experience, right? Tate <laughs> and I have both been on the, you know, on the on, on the, the virtual board. fan thing. Okay, <laughs> I just want to know one thing: Do you even see that? Do do you see those people up there, or is it just kind of like, is it just for <laughs> for television? You you see it a little bit. Like sometimes it'll make a big deal of it. Um, like, cause there's a big jumbotron or big screen in the arena as well. Sometimes they'll like zoom in. Uh, like I remember D way was watching one of our games and right, I think right. Shaq was watching one as well. Uh, so they'll like zoom in and do that. But you, honestly, you, you don't really notice it now. Can you just, okay. If Tate and I, we're going to try to get in on in the next round. Can you just give us a head? Not like, I mean, I'm just saying, I just want to know if you, if it's, if, yeah. cause I didn't believe that they could actually, the, the, the players could see the fans. I just thought it was like a, for television thing. Yeah. BJ thought I it was a Jimmy, Yeah. I thought it was a farce. <laughs> but, I, but I saw Jimmy try to dap up Dwayne Wade. Right. So I was yeah. like, yeah. Cause you just like, you know, we don't need a dap. We just need to like a, you know, just a, right. Just a, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got me. Yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? Just, yeah. just a head nod. You know, pull up from about 25, and then yeah, we're yeah. good. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Pull up for the logo. Pull up for the logo. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, well, Duncan, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, we could ask you a million more questions. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we, we, one, one last thought. We got the Raptors and we got the Celtics in Game Seven coming up. I mean, are you guys gonna watch this game together? Are you scouting both teams right now? I mean, what's going on? What's the preparation for the Eastern Conference Finals for the Heat? Uh, just, just to watch the game, uh, you know, okay. obviously both teams present challenges in different ways. There's definitely some similarities um, between the, the two of them. So I, I think it'll be a great game seven. Obviously, if, it, if it's anything like game six, uh, it'll be a ton of fun to watch. So mm. hopefully, uh, you know, they, they beat shit out of each other and they're both tired. <laughs> no, no injuries. I don't want any injuries, but I, I, I would love, uh, you know, whoever comes out on top of me, you know, maybe another double OT type of game. But we'll yeah, see. Well, yeah, string it out. Oh, yeah, dude. exactly. Well, since this is not social media, we want to be very <laughs> authentic here. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've been terrific. Your team has been terrific. And, uh, hey, the best of luck for the rest of the way. And and uh, because we got to keep it real, just take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. The, the series, the, the series, as you know, can change in a heartbeat. But yeah. in all seriousness, though, hey, congratulations. And, um, hey, we're rooting for you. And you got fans here. And I know Tate. And thanks again for coming on. It's a... Uh, it's been a pleasure to watch you play and uh, watch your career progress and to watch you extend your range. I, I love it. I, I'm <laughs> envious of how you're extending your range. <laughs> uh, hey, well, I, pre- I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm a big fan of the, the pod, so uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. 
Yep, no All doubt. Right. Appreciate you, Duncan. All right, appreciate you. All right, guys. All right, take care. Nice, man. Enjoy the game. We're pulling uh, – I don't know who we're pulling for. I don't know who you want to play, but uh, – <laughs> Yeah, we'll see, man. Either either way, it'll be uh, – it man, won't be it, easy, but we'll man, see. Man, it ain't going to be you – no. Know, you right about that, that. That man there is well rehearsed. It ain't going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, get right. your rest, man. Yeah, it's going to be tough, though. Yes, we'll sir. be watching. Okay, take All care, right. my friend. Yep. Appreciate it, guys. Peace, bro.